Hello everybody, welcome back to another Turkey Dazzle Yes Friend, the exclusive FTCR Patreon podcast. Uh, I am FTA. Nine Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit, congratulations on your new Disney Plus show. Yay! Wait, what? Yeah, you know about that? No. Yeah, Disney Plus, Disney Muppet Show. Disney, like, like, we may as well do something with this franchise, they, I they guess. Flip it better do something with the Muppets. I gotta look this up. You right know, now. you know the the, the Muppets office style show was great. Yes, it was. Like cowards. <laughs> Bring that fucking show back, man. The first article... So I searched Muppets. Yeah. And the very first article is from the AV Club, and it says, Now it's Disney Plus's chance to somehow screw up the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that Muppet Most Wanted underperformed. Was it any good? It's okay. I never watched it. I don't think it's nearly as good as the original one. Like the 70s Muppet? No, I'm sorry. Oh. The Muppets. Oh, okay. It's it, it's it's predecessor, but um, and that's because you know Jason Siegel clearly had a story he wanted to tell. And he was like, "Nah, I'm good. Bye." She <laughs> <laughs> put that water sticks around. Oh yeah, that is. And weird. it's like, who are you? Like, what's what's his gimmick? Yeah, he doesn't really have one now. I mean, that they they, they kind of turn him into an idiot. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, in the first one, he's very. I don't think the movie plays it this way, but he's very selfish. Yeah, because I... it's like it's like I, I forget Jason Segel's character, what his name, character's name was, and Gary. I want to say Gary Walter and Gary. That sounds right, maybe. Okay, that can't sound right. And Amy Adams' character, because you know, Jason Segel's like you know we're going on my anniversary with my with my. No, wasn't it their honeymoon? No, because they were gay. I, I don't think they were married yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because at the start of the film, Jason Segel and and the Muppets still like lived in the same room, still oh, yeah, in the same yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, you know, it's it's like we're gonna go on anniversary, but like, let us let my brother tag along so we can go to the Muppets tour. And she's like, I guess. <laughs> like, what? And then when they get there, and he just becomes like, we gotta do the Muppets, like the Muppets. It's like, wow, fuck, you were supposed to be here. I feel sorry for you because for somehow, some for some reason, our mother fucked the Muppet, and like <laughs> we all just we all just pretended that, that was normal. It's like cow and chicken, you know. That was proud. He didn't care how. Um, and then in the sequel, it's just like, why are you still here? I guess it's because whoever his voice actor was was willing to come back. Chase his ego was like, Nah, I'm good. But over. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because it literally, Muppet Most Wanted opens, like the second the last one ends, and they have like, they have like, sta- they have, um, stand-ins for like Jason Siegel and Adam Adams. You see the, like, the back of their head and they just walk off screen, and that's the last. <laughs> that's the <laughs> um, but that leads into the fact that they're kind of like, we got a studio back, what do we do now? And, um, Stanley and Wardorf notice the cameras are still rolling. Oh, that can only mean one thing. Doggone it, you're right. You're making a sequel. (laughs) And that goes leads into one of my favorite, if not my favorite Muppet song. We're doing a sequel. Mm. I love that song. Um, And then the movie goes down. Oh, man. Not that, but but I enjoyed Muppet Most Wanted. I I don't think it's a bad movie. They they want it. It sucks, though. It sucks that they didn't stick to their guns. 
because the, the original title was The Muppets Again. Which, <laughs> it's a problem because at the end of we're doing a sequel and they, it's still in the movie. They end that song by going, we'll call it The Muppets Again. It's The Muppets Again. So they have a fucking song in that movie that references the fact that the title should be The Muppets Again. Yeah. What the fuck? Damn it. That song has a has a good, good bunch of good lines. And one of the open is just like we're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood, and everybody knows that the sequel is never quite as good. <laughs> <laughs> but then Professor Bunting comes in later and goes, "I don't mean to be a stickler, but this is technically the seventh sequel to our original motion picture." <laughs> <laughs> they also um, make a reference to Toy Story Four. Do they really? It goes, we're doing a sequel, the studio once more, while, while they wait for Tom Hanks to make Toy Story 4. <laughs> you know what? Now now that you brought it up, I completely forgot that show existed, but the Office-style Muppet show was... That, I, I, watched, I watched that every week when it came out, man. That show was fucking that good. That show was so good. It had so many good moments on it. It was like, it was like it's slightly more adult Muppets. I'm not sure if that's scared. It must have. Disney, but like, why greenlight it in the first place? If that should, mm-hmm. like, why do it? And it's just... It was, there was some, I, I, I really gotta wonder where that talent went, because the people writing that show... Well, came from Big Bang Theory. Oh, did they really? One of the creators, Bill Prady, he's like the co-creator of Big Bang Theory. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I there take was some, what I said. There was some good stuff, man. <laughs> like, like, Fuzzy's girlfriend. Yep. And he goes like he's like meeting he's meeting her parents, and he goes he has to go to the bathroom, and one of them goes like you're gonna do it in the woods. That's a hurtful stereotype. <laughs> My favorite. So, <laughs> oh the cookies. The no no. So the second. Well okay, it's part of that, but the second episode was probably my favorite. So, uh, Fozzie gets invited to Jay Leno's house. And he, he is given, or not, he's not given, he steals a a candy dish that was on, like, Jay Leno's, like, table in, like, his foyer. Is there a reason why he does it again? I forget. He, like, he's, like, nervous, and he, like, wants a keepsake for the moment. <laughs> so he empties the candy dish and then puts it under his hat and steals it. And then he feels really bad, and he's going to return it, but then he breaks it. So he doesn't, like, know what he's going to do. And there's a Muppet who's, like, the... They invented a Muppet who just, he just has a giant mouth and he just yells all the time. And he's like the receptionist at the, at the Muppet studio. I don't do it. I don't do politics at work. Uh, yeah, I don't throw in her office politics. <laughs> and then he just throws the box of cookies in his mouth. He's, I don't deal with the inner office politics. Oh. <laughs> but, um, so he, he uh, like the, he, the, I'm opening a bag of M&M's. The receptionist Muppet. Um, like, he could grab Fozzie, and he's like, he's like, hey, Jay Leno called, he wants to meet you at his house, and Fozzie goes, how did he sound, did he sound angry, did he, did he sound nice, and he goes, I answer phones, I don't judge tones. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where... Between Kermit and Skeeter. <laughs> Kermit does like gives him this like waves his hands in there, gives him a weird face, and it cuts to Skeeter like I work with Kermit a lot of years and I know I can read him perfectly. So when I see him waving his arms and doing a weird face, it tells me to go over to him and ask him what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that show ends up on Disney Plus. 
Yeah, I, I oh, just was it ever released on like Blu-ray or DVD? I don't think so. I'd buy it, man. Like oh, in the first man. episode, with, like Sam, you know, when uh, because they had that big press release where they were like Kermit and Miss Piggy broke up, and then they have yeah. Kermit's younger um girlfriend and shit, and mm-hmm. it goes like, oh, my my life is a bacon wrapped hell, can't say hell. <laughs> <laughs> in that in that cookie episode, because the guy that was selling cookies was the bear, and uh, Scrooge was like, "Screw a bike, I would get my daughter a Prius." Yeah, because he sells the, all the cookies to uh, Electric Mayhem. <laughs> that's that's a good subtle stoner guy. I like that. That's uh, maybe that's why. Because like, we don't the, are we really going to officially reference the fact that they're stoners? Like, yeah, yeah. man, I'll take the cookies. <laughs> Well, I, I, I read it more as they're, they're, they're addicts. So they just replace the drugs with cookies. It's like Chocolate Boy and Hey Arnold. Screw this, my daughter's getting a Prius. <laughs> you watch, I watched the episode of Two of Hey Arnold and last night. Like, do you remember the Chocolate Boy? Yeah. Just like, not even not even a subtle crack metaphor. Like, yeah, dude. So I think he tries to come off chocolate. And he literally goes through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. And then he gets like addicted to beets at the end. No, radishes. It's like in The Simpsons where in the episode where Barney starts becoming an alcoholic, he's like addicted to coffee at the yeah. end of the episode. So I I was telling Aaron, I, I, I pulled, so, uh, last night I hung up, Aaron and I hung out with uh, Chris and Liz, and um, we went to this like secondhand bookstore, and... Secondhand bookstore? Yeah. And uh, they had a bunch of, um, they, they had movies too, and I pulled the Hey Arnold movie off the shelf, and uh, I was thinking The original about, or Jungle movie? Uh, the original. All right. And uh, I was thinking about getting it, and Aaron was like, you know, I never really watched Hey Arnold. And I was like, I was like, it was one of my favorites. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I, there's so many episodes that just, like, destroy me emotionally. Pigeon, Pigeon Man. Pigeon Man. Parents Day. Uh, Parents Day. Um, Journal. Helga on the Couch. The Christmas episode. Christmas episode. So- <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Cry episode. <laughs> oh, just looking for the bus stop. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, how can you not feel for that guy? Like, because he's the guy who steals Arnold's ball in, in the Saturday episode. No, no, that's his brother. Because <laughs> the, the, the kid who steals his ball is way too skinny. He got fat between the episodes, <laughs> right? Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, that all that, oh, okay. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> But I, so I was, I was, I was like, I was like, have you ever seen the Christmas episode? And Aaron said no. And I, I start, I tell her about it, and I, just talking about it, I went, and then he, uh. <laughs> and I just like, I just like full on, like just instantly, just like tears. <laughs> One like whole time, and she was like, Jesus Christ! I've questioned this. She, can you cry before? I don't know if they've seen me cry before. They have now. But Eric was like, "Do you? Are you seeing this?" That's <laughs> what I'm marrying. <laughs> if you show her, that, if you show her the Christmas episode, and if she doesn't like it or is not moved by it, mm-hmm. she must declare something for you to order. This relationship will not work. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still a cartoon. She's not a big like animation person, so. It just, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any point in showing. Well, what's funny is that like, she, she has a tendency to view animation as, as more like childish, mm-hmm. and so. Show like, Akira. I was talking Seriously, about that's a children's show. <laughs> I was talking about. I told her about the Christmas episode, 
and I, I was like, I was like, he's a, he's a Vietnamese immigrant. And she like, she, then she like looked at me and I'm like describing it. And she's just like, why do you always have to sell me on things? <laughs> Did you advise that Mr. Wynn is very creepy? Very creepy. He's <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> There's a lot of things that like, uh, I can I saw this article the other day. I think I've talked about it. On, it probably wasn't the other day, but I, I saw like a repost of it. It was, it was talking about all the instances from like Nicktoons where they tackled uh, like serious subjects like like really like uh like serious topics on episode you know for example like the fact that Arnold lives with his grandparents so parents day uh um, on the couch yeah that's a um, big one man the uh Vietnam the um the uh, Vietnam episode yeah well cr- the, the Christmas episode um, well, I mean, not, not just Hey Arnold. I'm talking about other things. Oh, um, oh all the, the the Jewish holiday episodes of Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I, that, I think that was the first animated representation of a Jewish holiday was on Rugrats. Yeah, that was that was the, yeah. I, I as a kid, like I you know, I really enjoyed those episodes. And like as an adult, it really resonates with me that like you know, as, as a kid, I had that outlet to learn about a different culture that was easily accessible you know as, as a cartoon that i enjoyed already you know it's like thanks to rugrats i never knew moses and all the egyptians were a bunch of talking babies <laughs> you know makes it makes it more sad when they all died Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing like a the article says it's like a, a short form show of the, the muppets I'm not sure. Um, I, I know there's some... I'm not sure if it's going to be more of a variety show or if it's going to be like a scripted thing, but it's... it's The Muppets are... They're doing, they're doing something with the Muppets. Yep. Uh, Muppets Now will be a short-form, unscripted series featuring the Muppets. Uh, unscripted? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This is going to be them saying fuck all day. Fuck! Stop off! Just bring it up Ray Romano. The voice cut the frog now. Ah, uh, no. Ray Romano is lower. It sounds bored. Kermit is up here, and it's like, it's really high in your throat. And it's, that's how you do it. Yay! Deborah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Fisher. Um, oh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that, would, that would be the longest intro we've done. <laughs> Going in detail with the Muppets. Um, in terms of housekeeping, I think you guys probably know since we just wrapped up License to Chill, I haven't really done anything now. But now that's done. Um, today is the twenty fifth of August. Um, so yeah, uh, tonight I'm going to work again on a bunch of the um, streams, ready to go live, waiting for a few pieces of artwork, and then we can get everything. Um, Set set to go, but yeah, now that's done. Now we can move back into our stuff. I'm gonna start working on the raw footage for Spider-Man PS4. Um, I believe Stefan um, is working on Last Bits of Crook. Uh, McConnell's fan is working on Unleashed. Um, yeah, I think once once those are done, then we're gonna start doing other stuff. Um, oh, we do need to go back. 
and redo the last three parts of Windraker, which I believe we might be doing this week. Um, but when we when we get around to that, we'll uh, we'll let um, we'll let everyone know uh, when when that's done. But yeah, so now now moving forward, there shouldn't be any other big delays. I want to thank everyone who watched and donated and you know helped streamed and did fan art and everything for Lights to Chill. Um, that last day was fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, I think Superman, I mean, that might be, if you, if you don't, if we class Sonic Zeroes as one game, even though it was one game broken up into four streams, yeah. type of thing, Zeroes is still our, our highest grossing, I want to say, like, stream slash maybe overall single day, possibly. I, I'm not sure, but... Superman raised at least five grand. Most of that was from two of the biggest donations I think we've ever gotten. Yeah. Which is fucking That's crazy just, town. Yeah. Again, like, before we went into Superman, I would have been happy if we just got, um, if we just got the 15. The fact that we unlocked three incentive games, very happy with. Very happy with. Yeah. Uh, definitely, so... You know, when I got over here the first day, and we, Gareth and I had had a discussion about kind of dialing back our expectations, um, and, you know, trying to accept, you know, that, I, you know, granted, yes, any amount raised for charity is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, you know, those of us, putting on this event want to do as much as possible and it was strange because we had had better first days i i think it, it was a thing it was like um platform mania and especially zeros mm -hmm. um uh, i i i think possibly gave us a full sense of what to expect um it's also uh, you know uh, smoothies brought this up i think for say license to chill wasn't as as promoted as much as platform mania was we could have done maybe a bit more there which is definitely something i'm going to look into for next uh, for our next event you know the untitled super smash brothers themed charity marathon which i want to keep at that i think i think that's a catchy name yeah I like it. I like that. I think we should keep with that. Um, you know, it, and it's it's we we we've all collectively had talks where we think uh, maybe a whole event based on licensed games sounds good, mm -hmm. but then when you get there and you realize there's a lot of games that are just like bad, not meme. Like, well, like like there's there's the meme ones like like Superman sixty four, yeah, good meme game. Then there's just games. Like time cop that are just bad. Yeah, and that's why we stopped playing it after twenty minutes. I played Home Improvement. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, this bad man. Die. <laughs> Piece of shit. Oh man, <laughs> just imagine. Remember me, this bad man. Die. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Riddler. Man, I just, I just I'm wish. Joking now, <laughs> yeah, I'm joking now. <laughs> 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 oh man, I wish I would have got drunk. 
I should have just I should have just done shots instead of trying to do mixed drinks. That's where I failed. <laughs> I failed for the people. Which a thing? It's like, yeah, I guess we did. We you know when we uh, maybe going to Roosters so late wasn't a good idea. Yeah, sucked us all up. Um, I I might try and do a thing next year where if we do something like that again, maybe I'll. Have Ben stay over at his grandmother's house because if Ben isn't here, no, 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 I love my son, but him being here is a nuisance. No, 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 <laughs> he's a menace. He's a menace. Someone pictures of Benjamin. Um, if we, you know, if I can get him, see him off to grandma's house, then we could probably get completely shit faced and not worry about anything. Um, yeah, because yeah, I want to say Banjo Kazooie. One of the most fun things ever. Holy like, shit. There was a moment where like at four in the morning we had to go outside to get some air. I, I still think the the bit where we um found that video of the air horn remix. Nah man, like ah. You mean the one that I used Ah, it's fucking beautiful. Oh um, my god. But um but yeah, so moving forward, um we're gonna be, you know, get more I wanna go back to doing streams because I know, you know, a lot of um I, I, I you know, I honest I honestly do feel bad that for the last few weeks um I, I feel that you guys, you know, you, patrons haven't really been getting your money's worth and I, I do I do apologize for that. Um so you know gonna make a bigger effort to do more streams, um, you know, get more content up for you guys to watch early. Um, just, you know, every, everything you paid for, make sure that we get that, <clears throat> make sure that we get that uh, done. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything in terms of, of housekeeping for, for the moment. Um, so, Skittertor. <laughs> Bringing back Master's Universe for a continuation of the AT show. Kill property, you fucking smack. Okay. It sounds like they're doing, they're not, they're not bringing back the old voice actors. Oh, really? Because, um, I listened to Fat Man on Batman. It was like an announced they recorded the panel it was on, they're taking a few of the questions. But it sounds like they're, they're like, are having auditions for stuff. Mm. And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure probably a chunk of those actors have passed on because that yeah. was, you know, what, 30 ish years ago. Mm. But I and think then what's his name doesn't sound like Skeletor anymore. An Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah, when he does it at conventions, like you, you sound you like legit no bullshit. No, no, no disrespect to him because he's like in his late eighties. I want to say so. Obviously, yeah. his voice would have gone down a bit, but it's like you sound closer to classic Skeletor than he does. <laughs> you know. Um, then did someone get him to do a shout out to you? And yeah, I, that's what. And then you and I were both like. Again, no, no disrespect. He's, he's a voice acting legend. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it's it's like to a slightly lesser degree. It's like when Alan and Young came back for Scrooge in Ducktales Remastered. Mm. Like it's still it's still Scrooge. Yeah. But if you were to play him back to back, he sounds noticeably older. Well, I mean that's the same thing about. Uh, I think you and I talked about this recently with uh, Darth Vader in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, he sounds a yeah. lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Try not to choke on your ambition. Shoot, I can be funny. <laughs> I, was yeah. I was in the theater and I was just like, <laughs> Everyone says I'm not funny. I'll show you. No one laughs. He's got that force touch, force choking people. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen the robot chicken bit with, uh, with Take Your Daughter to Work Day? 
Oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> where he's choking that the, the the guy, the rebel, and he's like, he's like, it's people like you that keep him from his family. <laughs> and then he kills the guy, and he's just like. <laughs> My favorite Joe Chick and Star Wars sketches. It's um, it's Seth MacFarlane as the Emperor, and it's like just after a New Hope when like Vader's lost in space, and he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call from like Vader. What's up, my man? What? What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> what? What the hell is an aluminum falcon? <laughs> I just love that pause. And what do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> What the hell is an aluminum falcon? Oh god, he's crying. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I love him. Just, I, I love, yeah, I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> Just and then he orders lunch <laughs> in the middle of it. Uh, it's get me no one's I'm not even going to drink it. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> no, no, it's, he's, like, he's like, just give me fries. I'm, I'm not even going to eat them. <laughs> Again, that's one of my favorite, just that. And Seth MacFarlane plays it perfectly, just that slight pause. What do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's one where it's the two guys from the cantina. And the guy the guy who's like, who's, who's, uh... Is this French talking shit? And they're like, yeah. he doesn't like him. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Come on, boss. <laughs> like, he he, he's like up. an architect, wasn't he? And he can't... He can't do his job anymore. Like his wife leaves him, and his daughter hates him. And he like hangs himself in the shower. <laughs> like, I just love where it's like they're like they're like, "Can you work?" And it's just like, "Don't worry, I'm ambidextrous." <laughs> it's just like a child's drawing in the house. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <clears throat> I want to say the earlier robot chicken stuff. I think still in season one. That I, I love the um the jaws. The keep the kind of tie in the Star Wars. The Jaw Special Edition. How many they do? Mm-mm. Where Steven Spielberg, <clears throat> he's talking about how he wants to, uh, he wants to talk about giving the shark more like personality, and it cuts to um, like the kind of like the community meeting where he's like, I can catch you a shark, I, mean, I can catch you a shark. Blah, blah, blah. And it cuts to the crowd, and it's the shark, and it's clear, it's, it's clear just the shark. In like a wig and a dress, <laughs> and he just said, the shark just goes. I say we let him go. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things. Ever. I say we let him go. <laughs> and then when at the end he goes, smile, you son of a bitch, and he shoots the shark. It explodes like the Death Star. That giant ring was <laughs> put in the special editions. <laughs> and then, it cuts back and forth with like a Steven Spielberg. Like, I really think in this in this version you get a good sense of the shark's personality, and it cuts to these people screaming on the beach, and then the shark is just like running with a chainsaw off the beach. I say we let him go. <laughs> so let, let let's get down to the real the real thing people want to talk about, the people have been crying about for the last few days. Yeah. Now, TJ, I know, I know how much you loved the MCU version of Spider-Man. <laughs> and now it sounds like, unfortunately, he may not be in the MCU no more. <laughs> no more Mr. Stark. I mean, TJ, do you realize what this means? We are going to have no more villains that are angry at a third party that Spider-Man just happens to be involved with. Uh, We're not going to have any more villains who are mad at other Marvel characters. 
And yeah. for whatever reason, Spider-Man is just there to fight him. Yeah. We're not going to have any more... Ac- Peter Parker will no longer have access, you know, as true to the combat character, rich as fuck Peter Parker, will no longer have access to Stark technology and the Stark fortune. That's not even Spider-Man. Yeah. That's not Spider-Man I want, I want any not- part of. I... I- Look, I, I understand that people enjoy those movies, but to me, it's just not Spider-Man. And I, I, I can't, like, it's just not something that resonated with me. Um, and I mean, I, I just, it, I've been a big fan of Spider-Man for a long time. And just nothing about those films just appealed to me. Like, I just could not see what... I I didn't see a version of Spider-Man that I that I I recognized. I just couldn't. I just I just didn't like them. But I, I I understand that people enjoy them, and I'm not like faulting them for that. And I'm also not happy that this whole thing happened. You know, and that that the, the sequel, the potential sequel, uh, to the MCU version of Spider-Man is is now you know null and void. But was this this is what I don't understand? From what I understand, Sony still has like Sony still has the rights, and from what I understand, you know, Tom Holland and the director John Watts are still attached. Yeah, they can. From what I, I'm pretty sure they can continue that story. They just can't set it in the MCU anymore. Yeah, like, like, like officially set it in the. They could totally start a new movie, mm-hmm. even if it's not like connected officially. They could start a new movie that begins with Peter Parker's identity being outed. Yeah. And go from there. Um, because I'll be, I'll be honest with you, like, the, the, again, it's... I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I would be all for if, you know, this, this supposed sequel that's still happening with Tom Holland, if they take it, you know, it, because most of the problems that I have with that series is how Spider-Man is connected to the cinematic universe. Same. So, without that, I'm sure that they could probably make a movie that I, I would... I'd be able to enjoy, but just because it's 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 I'm he's a great character, and I said I tweeted this earlier. Like I, as much as I complain about their relationship when they meet again in Endgame, it gets to you because they're mm-hmm. such a good actor. But like I am, I am, I am completely ready for a one hundred percent Tony Starkless Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because um, I, mean, I I get that Far From Home. Part of Peter's arc was being ready to, to step out of that shadow, mm-hmm. but part of me fear—not fears—because who gives a fuck? But like, if you know, if, if say, because there's still a chance that, that they could work things out. So who knows? Um, if the next one is is going to be set in the MCU, there is still a chance that it'll be they'll connect it with Tony Stark somehow, and I'm I'm completely ready for Peter Parker to, to be his own man. Yeah, I mean, we should seriously. Everyone complaining about this, and if you want to include this, this as well in that, in that conversation, everyone complaining about it, and like getting like, it's like it's a fucking movie at the end of the day. Like as much as I yeah. love Spider Man, again, the fucking rainforest is on fire. Jesus. It's been on fire for like three weeks. Yeah. Let's complain about Spider Man not being not being an Avengers wife. He's not, I don't, he's not gonna be in it, DJ. Well, it's not our liberty ball. You know, I got really pissed off earlier this morning. So I woke up. I woke up at like seven o'clock. No, I woke up at like six thirty, and I was awake for about two hours. So I was just watching like random clips on 
Facebook and, and YouTube and stuff. And uh, this clip popped up of uh, the big like climax fight scene in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Why, why the fuck do people say that Age of Ultron's a bad movie? I think part of it is Age of Ultron and Iron Man 2 suffer the most from, you can tell, Marvel, like Marvel Studios mm -hmm. forcing things into a movie to set up future movies. Okay. Because it's like everything with Thor yeah, is okay. just, like, he has nothing in that movie. Other than let's go on, on a little side quest to sit in a lake for a little bit. Yeah. And then I'm going to mention the Phoenix Stones and fuck off. Yeah. Things like that don't really go anywhere, you know. Um, in retrospect, everything, you know, the Bruce-Natasha relationship is completely worthless. Yeah. That, you know, I, I would love to ask Kevin, like, you know, Kevin Feige, obviously knowing if we go from Iron Man to Far From Home, the 23 movie. Yep, 23. Infinity Saga. We could go back and knowing knowing what you know going forward, what would you change? It's like you know, remove the Natasha Bruce race. It goes fucking nowhere. Adds nothing to the overall MCU. Remove Sharon Carter, or at least don't have Steve Rogers make out with her. Oh, well, his I was thinking Peggy Carter. I was like, what? Why? While, while his two friends just creepily smile and nod as he's making out with some random woman, they have no idea who she is. Yeah, kind of, kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Three, make Ant-Man gay, because why not? Yeah, because why not? I just... I really like Ultron. I like Ultron a lot. I think Ultron's probably in my top five. I think it's... I like it. Yeah. I think because... I loved James. I, I know you don't. I know you think the comic version is no, best, but I love... But yeah. I love, I love uh, Spader as Ultron. I will say, James Spader brings so much charisma to that movie. I, I, I definitely... When I when I first saw the movie, and then subsequently, like every time I see clips of it, I remember feeling that uh, Ultron had Poochie syndrome when I was watching the movie, where I was just that's that I always I was that's a term that I I I think of. He's going to cycle to the extreme. No, <laughs> I call I I say characters. It, I guess it shouldn't be suffer, but they have Poochie syndrome where I, I I enjoy a character so much, so when they're not on screen, I find myself oh. going, hey. Where's, Where's Ultron? <laughs> Ultron should be louder, louder and, and angrier. Why, <laughs> yes, Tony. I wanted to bring you here to tell you my evil plan. <laughs> I, I love the scene of him and, and um, Vision. Yeah. They're a young species. They're not going to make it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. The, I, I, my only argument is that, yeah, I do enjoy the comic version of Ultron more. Because I find Ultron to be a terrifying villain. So, I mean, James Spader bringing, like, you know, charisma to the character and, and still being, you know, like a formidable foe for the Avengers is good. But I, I definitely, the potential behind Ultron as a villain is, like, monumental. I, I think something like Ultron, it's, it's hard to, I think, set up everything for that. In one movie and keep him because if he, if, from what I understand of his comic counterpart, if he was more like that and he was like quote unquote scarier, mm. I think it would make him a slightly duller villain because he doesn't. That's fair. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's why they did that. Mm. Um. Cause you know I'm I'm a big you know 
<laughs> when Hulk go, when Hulk goes into the um the Quinjet at the end, and he just hit the ultra. Oh, for God's sake, what now? I I like Ultron. I like Ultron. Yep. I mean, it's it does suffer from. I mean, you really get you really get the sense that you know Avengers one and two. They had no idea what the fuck to do with Thor. Yeah. In those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, even in his first two movies, like the first two Thor movies aren't that great. And then... I, I, one's, one's, one's not bad. It's okay. Dark World is probably the weakest MCU movie. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, IGN put out their list of, like, best to worst MCU movies. IGN is stupid. Did like, you see it? No, I assume it was... I, I tend to not go to IGN because a lot of their views right, let are me, bad. Let me... I, I have to show you this because... And if, if you're annoyed with it, because remember your top fucking I, okay, MCU villain list from Spiral 2. I have bad Marvel opinions. I get it. Didn't, okay? you, didn't you put Madakith in your top villains? I think that was a joke. But... <laughs> or like you put the fucking elf from 4-2 in your top 5? Um, no, I think the thing that... Uh, Look, didn't you put Ronan the Accuser in your top that, five? That was it. That was the one that was... What the fuck is your problem, Theodore? I know. Even James Gunn admits he's not, a, he's not that competitive of a villain. Uh, okay, here it is. Yeah. Is it a video or is it a list? Oh, wait. No, this is different because this one's like 19 minutes long. The one I, oh, what I'm thinking of is literally just like a list. Um... This is the part of the show where we look at the line. IGN <laughs> MCU ranked. Is that the list? From August 12th? Okay. Uh, maybe. So what it looks like. I don't want a fucking video. I, no, that is, it is okay, a video. Okay, okay. Number 23. Incredible Hulk. That, okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's fine. 22. Iron Man 2. I like Iron Man 2, but I, I would still rank it fairly on the low scale. So, okay, I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. 21, Thor The Dark World. Fair. I don't think Iron Man 2 is worse than Thor The Dark World. I would put, I would put Thor The... If Thor The Dark World was the bottom, I would not be opposed to Thor Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 as a, for this list so far. The thing, about, the thing about Thor The Dark World and Iron Man 2 both is that... The sequels. Okay, they are sequels, but... But the thing about both is that I find I find really compelling scenes in both of those movies. Yeah. Um, I mean the the overall plot of Thor two and like the movie itself doesn't save it. But I think Iron Man two is a fine movie that does have some low points, but the the scenes that I enjoy for it save it more as a movie. Again, I've I've said this before. I do not think the MCU has a bad movie. It has, it has a it has some average. The worst I think is Thor two is just the averagest movie of all time. Yeah, you know, um, both of them I think were were had issues with create like behind the scenes creative issues because mm-hmm. that Thor the dog because Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman, was originally attached to direct Thor the Dark World, mm. but due to the you know standard creative differences, they parted ways. Um, you know one thing I don't like about Thor the Dark World. What? And this is a stylistic choice. I don't like how the Asgardians have all this sci-fi shit in that one. Yeah. Like, all the okay. weapons, like, shoot lasers, and I'm like, eh, no. Yeah. That, can, that was that, an odd choice. Nothing like that is in Thor 1. Plus, they have that, they, they, uh, 
him and Loki ride away on that like land speeder. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, I get that this is like a sci-fi movie, yeah. but you don't need to turn it into like a sci-fi movie. I think the problem you know? was that that was the biggest takeaway of criticism from Thor One, what? is that was the Dutch angles. Why <laughs> a fucking tripod? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the. I think the fantasy stuff made it the weakest um, Phase One movie. No, I I would still go with. Incredible Hulk being weaker than Thor. Okay. I like Edward Norton though. I have not seen I have not seen Incredible Hulk in literally like six years. So I'd have to go back and read mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hate it. Again, I I have not hated an MCU movie. I think I just like I, I think the action scenes in Hulk make it a better movie in my opinion than I, I don't think it's the worst MCU no? movie. That's fine, so let's go. So twenty one the Thor of the Dark World. Twenty Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's that. That was where I was just I checked out the list. I was just like, it's no. like you think like Thor one is better than Age of Ultron? No, it's, it's like you it's think Ant Man and the Wasp is better than Age of Ultron? It's fucking not. And Captain Marvel is better than Age of Ultron. It's not. So twenty Age of Ultron, nineteen Thor again. Thor being this low, I'm fine with. Yeah, you know that, that's that's fine. There are parts of Thor that are just boring to me. Like another. That's okay. 18, Doctor Strange. I'll be honest. Doctor Strange yeah. is probably towards the bottom of my list. I, I like Doctor Strange. There's some things in it, but it is... I know, like, everyone said this. Doctor Strange is literally Iron Man with magic. Yeah. It's structure. It's... Except for the fact that they they, they, they criminally waste Rachel McAdams. That's true. One of the best actress, actresses, actors, whatever I, I, word you want to use for that, around. And she's wasted. I know the director has been like, no, she's not wasted. Because she, at some point, she saves Doctor Strange. And it's like, yeah, but you could easily rewrite that scene just to be like the um, the other surgeon he kind of makes fun of in the first scene. Yeah. You know, it's just like, she doesn't do that much. She doesn't. And, and you criminally waste her. If, you, if she comes back in the sequel, which I don't think, if you're going to waste her again, don't. Yeah. You know, but... I, I fucking love Rachel McAdams as an actress, so don't waste it again, please. 17, Iron Man 3. Yeah, I, I agree with Iron Man 3 being that low. I, 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 I like Iron Man 3. Just mad because I didn't do the Mandarin, they did a Mandarin twist. I ordered the racist Mandarin Oh, no, 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 that's not what I was mad about. I love I love that twist. I think it's amazing. No, I, love that I think I, I dislike... Do, okay, I understand this is a movie universe... I understand that you have to have like they ruined extremists. You you have to have like a grounded sense of realism with like like a certain sense of realism with like even if it's a small tether of realism with 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 a, a live action like cinematic universe. But why would you do aim one without the suits and what's aim and B without Modok? Aim is the the science organization oh. that that like that, like it's. I mean, is it isn't Modok? I think I think that may have been a. I think Modok is is he is he any more tied to Fantastic Four? No, Modok. Aim Aim is probably Iron Man's best villain. Like not by the far. not the Mandarin. No, <laughs> I was so I have a, I have a coworker who uh, he collects old comics and no. uh, like like I mean older comics and uh, he there's somebody at my work. Who who has a method of like 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 restoring older books 
so yeah. they're a little more presentable. And uh, so he brought in some books to have him, uh, you know, fix them up. And he had them out on his desk the other day, and it was like it was like some really early Iron Man issues. And I can't remember who the villain was on the cover of both of them because it was like a two parter. And I I, looked, I was like I was like oh these are pretty neat. And I looked at him for a second, and then I turned to him and I was like. Iron Man has some pretty shit villains. And he was just like, yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm looking up, I've the Wikipedia, I'm looking up Modoc. I want to see, because, I want to see who he's more, more tied to. Oh, you know, you know what it looks like. Yeah, mostly Iron Man. Mostly Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. That was the thing, that was the, the big thing that upset me about Iron Man. Because it's like, I I think if I, if that story was made now, they might be more willing to pull Modoc. Yeah. I think at that point, they would still be like, let's not get too crazy. Like, it, well, then the other thing is that, like, you know, Guy Pierce, that's his name, right? The guy, the guy yeah, that was so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you know, he's the head of AIM. So you, like, bring in this organization that's, like, you know, a very, like, big thing in the Marvel Universe. And... Doesn't do nothing you, with it. Well, they did, it's, not, it, it's just, it, they just name drop it. So, I mean, that's, that's all they, and I, I, that's probably one of my bigger pet peeves with, like, nerdy things, is when you name drop something, when you do something Godzilla, in, in name King of the Monsters did that a lot. Yeah. Looking back on it, they mentioned G-Force, does nothing, the G-Unit doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. The Oxygen Destroyer. Yeah. What a waste of the Oxygen Destroyer. Yeah. You know, burning Godzilla. No boot up for that. Mm -hmm. I love, I love King of the Monsters, but thinking about it, it honestly felt like, this is the last Godzilla movie, we'll, uh, the last American movie we'll ever make. Cram as much shit in it as possible. But just like you could have had, you could have had this. Like this is so iconic. People can't see that, TJ. I, I'm, I'm gonna explain. I already said the suits. They, they look like hazmat suits. They, they do, but those are like classic, like aim henchmen. Like you could have had that, but they, they, they just squandered. Uh, they just squandered the name of aim in. Uh, Iron Man three. One thing about Iron Man three, it it, it seems like um, his suits have gotten shittier. Because <laughs> it's like Avengers, right? When he fights Thor, he's able. To, Iron Man is able to go kind of toe to toe with Thor, mm -hmm. and his suit is fine. His suit gets like a, a dent in the head. But in Iron Man three, like his suits like explode when they're hit by a truck. Yeah, it's like is it? it when he, because I think it's why he has some like forty suits at the end of Iron Man three, like something like that. Yeah. He's just like using cheap material from IKEA to make your suits now, Tony Stark. Why do they <laughs> suck? Um, so the next one is gonna be so sixteen, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I didn't enjoy Ant Man and the Wasp to be honest. You didn't like it? I thought it was okay. Did you see it with us when we saw it with Christmas batch of the thing? Yeah, I liked it. I really, I really enjoyed the Wasp. Yeah, and I'm like, give her stuff, you know, because I haven't watched it since then, but I've, I've gone back and listened to, like, like reviews and shit of it, and it's like, yeah, she doesn't really do much in the movie. Hope, Hope and Dime? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know. If they make a third one, give her stuff to do. Uh, number 15, Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Captain Marvel a bit more. Um, but I think I think the things about Captain Marvel, I think the idea of Captain Marvel redeems it a bit more in my book because it's definitely one of those things that like I appreciate the female 
led like movie. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm 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 happy it did all the business it does. I liked it. Um, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I would I I might even take it down a few things. It's it's just like it it after a lo- phase three, I think was when and towards the end on end of phase two, if we include like Ultron in this. But like phase three was really when Marvel started avoiding the shitty villain curse, mm-hmm. and I feel like Captain Marvel brought that back for the first time in a while. Yeah, because it's like I, you know, I, I like Jude Law. I love the, I love spoiler alert for you know, Captain Marvel. I love their final confrontation, but she, she wants her to fight hand to hand, and she just fucking blasts him. Like, yeah. I, that, that's a great moment. Yeah, but he is so underdeveloped and underused. Mm-hmm. Um. I like I like how you know kind of the, you know the um I know some criticisms was like she doesn't really have an arc as a character I know some people have fought back on that where her arc is her learning to think you know work for herself think for herself and while that's true like her I guess I guess in a way like her personality doesn't change she just becomes more like woke kind of you know like mm-hmm. he doesn't have a personality change but like you know it's it's i like that you know it's it's the uh or the idiot dude bros the fucking woman she ruins everything so i think the thing about about these type of movies is that they're so polarizing uh that well i'm gonna say if captain marvel was a man and there was the exact same fucking movie um i think no one would have complained about it like, like oh, I know, I know. Okay, I see what you're talking about. No, what I'm saying is that like, here's the thing. So you have two sides, two extremes of the spectrum when it comes to movies like this. So you have the idiot dude bros on one side who are like, oh, SGWs are ruining uh, the Marvel universe. Blah, blah, to blah. be fair, they are. Exactly. <laughs> but then you have the other side of the spectrum that I also disagree with, where. Because the movie is a female-led movie, it's, it's gonna be the best movie ever made. It's good for, yeah, exactly. That yeah. that like when you point out faults in it, you're wrong. Because I enjoy this movie because it's a female-led movie and there's representation. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. It's the same thing with like Ghostbusters. That well, happened a lot with the with the with Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters reboot. Then the other the other one is that like when people were talking about how Black Panther should have won like movie of the year, and I'm like, no, it I shouldn't. I don't think so. That's that's my unless you have that's a controversial hot take. I'm surprised it was nominated. I like Black. I agree. I, agree. I like Black I Panther. Think, I think Black Panther being nominated was public outcry. I it it Black Panther is an important movie in terms of representation and what it does. Yeah, but that's not what wins Best Picture. No, I mean like when you compare Black Panther to Moonlight, like Moonlight, you know. It's also a movie that has representation. And I think that's a movie that's, that's like, granted, I've never seen it, but the things that I know about Moonlight, that's something that's worthy of, like, a best picture winning. Just because Black Panther has a ton of representation in it and does certain things doesn't mean that it's, like... Because, I mean, like, if, if, that, if that's... I mean, I know this is two white guys complaining, talking about this, but, yeah. if, like, if that's... If that's what you look for in a best picture, then, like, than like Medea movie should win the best the best movie every year, you know. But I I I like Black Panther. You know what? Again, in terms of this list, I would probably have already had Black Panther by now. I really? like I I I I liked Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I'll talk about I'll talk about Black Panther more, more when it comes up okay. on this list. Um, number fourteen, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, weaker uh, than the first. Yeah, I, in yes, my opinion, so many people think it's better, and I'm like, who hurt you in life? Like, why do you <laughs> do such things? Um, I, I, Guardians Two is a movie I saw three times in in the cinemas with three different people. I wanted to go, you know, to start with, and. I, I of it was uh, Aaron. The first night was yeah. First night was was you. I I didn't. I liked it more each time I saw it. Okay. That was the first time. That's why I tweeted that James Gunn being like, uh, they did we break the Bechdel test?" And he was like, "Yeah, it did." Okay. Good. Good response. Yeah. Which I guess if you want to get technical, blew it out of the water. That's the thing. So okay. So so if anyone doesn't know, there's this there's this thing that came around. I'm not saying you know, but last decades are probably called the Bechdel. I, I think it's pronounced the Bechdel test. The bechamel test. Is it the bechamel? <laughs> the, oh, what's, what's, who's that? Who's that actor in all those like Seth Rogen movies? Jay Jay no the Jay Bechamel Jay Bochil Jay Bechamel. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. Just a show. Um, where it's it's in order, in order to pass this test, you have to have two women on their own in a scene without any men, and they have to have a conversation that does not revolve around the man. And you would be surprised how few movies pass this test. We passed it once. We passed it once in FTCR. During the Rayman 2 OP, we had two females. And we had them... Uh, we, I mean, we, we had them ask each other what their favorite dessert was. And that's technically us passing the Bechdel test for FTCR. <laughs> um, Put it out but, of the water. But before the movie came out, I guess there was someone asking about it. And, and uh, James Gunn's response was, it doesn't just break the Bechdel test. It quotes... Blows out of the water. There are three scenes in Guardians 2 that just feature females. They're both, they're all three of them are with Gamora and Nebula. All three of them last about roughly a minute, and at least two of them, part of the conversation revolves around Thanos. Who is male? He was a male. So, you might, you might. It may pass because of that that third scene. I want to say that's their second scene together where they kind of reconcile. That's when they finally decide to be, you know, like, you know, patch up shit. And it's like, you know, I like this. It's a good scene. I, but it's like, don't don't make claims like that when they don't happen. You know, it's also a thing with with. This happens a lot in in like team based media with this female. If you look at Guardians two. If we maybe ignore Groot, he's, he's like a baby, doesn't really understand, he doesn't really engage the others in conversation, what have you. But it's like, Rocket, Quill, and especially Drax. I'm not a big fan of what they did to Drax in 2. I think they actually removed a lot of his character from the first one. I don't like to... Oh, I like what they did with him and Mantis. Kind of like, he, he's like... I get it, but like he's... Most of what Drax is used for is laughing obnoxiously at the end of a, of, of like a scene. Yeah. I, I love I love his one moment where he talks about he's solemn when he talks about his wife and daughter like I liked like like cause that that's his character so I like that stuff but it's um Rocket Drax and Quill they're allowed to have fun they're allowed to be goofy they're allowed to you know tell jokes Gamora's not allowed to do that Gamora in the in both these movies she's always serious. Mm. She's always like she's the only one who's who's responsible, and you know I'm, again I'm not sure how much how much weight I carry with this as a white male 
But I'm sick of that trope of, of the woman always has to be like the boring, responsible one. Not that not that I think Gamora is boring. I think Gamora actually has some of some of the best scenes in every in you know, especially you know, Infinity War and Guardians One. She well, sees I mean, a lot of good scenes. It's just like you could have because from what from what I understand, I have not read Guardians comic books, but from what I understand, Drax is not that goofy in the books. I get okay, I get that that part of it, but I don't think Drax could play that character either. Like the the the, the I don't think Drax could be the responsible one on that team. So I understand where you're coming from, but I think it still fits the, the, at least the source material of the character. So I don't think you can really fault the movie for playing the character that I, way. I, I think it's clear. James Gunn didn't care that much about respecting the source material. Yeah, that's fair. Cause he, he like guardians is the reason why that the Marvel trust broke up. Cause before that there was like a group of combat creators who would advise on the movies to make sure they were close to the books and shit. Uh-huh. But I guess for the Guardian, James Gunn was just like, nah, I'm going to do other stuff. Huh. And so Marvel just closed that department down <laughs> in general. Okay. Um, so again, it's, it's like, it's like, I mean, they, they've slightly loosened her up a bit in like Infinity War, you know, she's singing along with them at the start of the movie when they come in with the others, but it's just, I'm, I'm just sick of that. You know, it, you kind of get it in Ant-Man, like the Wasp, like, you know, Paul Rudd's very goofy, and you know the wasp isn't. And I get their, I'm sure their defense would be worse because the women are more competent than the men, which is fine. But it's just like you could still let them have fun. Yeah, Black Widow is probably the one exception to that. Yeah, to that. Um, which big, big, big fan of of Widow. Um, so number thirteen, Ant Man. I really like Ant Man. Um, yeah, I think Ant Man was a nice breath of air. Um, <laughs> Fresh of air. Fresh of air. After, I think it was a good, it was a good decision, I think, to end phase two in a small, small a smaller movie. Um, it's a different thing. It's a heist movie. You know, it's, while I like what we got, I think it's, you know, obviously the, uh, always lament what could have been with the Edgar Wright version. Yeah. You know? it, for what, it's, it sounds like Edgar Wright just did not want to, kind of like with Ultron, did not want to force MCU connections. So I, th- I think it's safe to assume that the Falcon fight was probably not in his version. Probably not. I do like the fact that for the first time in one of these solo... Because this was a, a slight criticism, especially in the um, the early Phase 2 movies after after the first Avengers, where you're always like, where the fuck are the Avengers? That's one thing in Iron Man 3. It's like when Tony Stark's house is blown up, you would think the others would, would see that. Yeah. It's like, 4-2 I'll give a pass to because it's in London... And he pretty much fixes it in real time, so there's not really time for people to get over there. I get that. That's fine. Um, Winter Soldier, Black Widow's there, you know, the deal with S.H.I.E.L.D., blah, 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 but it's like, in Ant-Man, there's the moment where poor Red basically just goes, maybe we should get the Avengers. Like, should we? Let's go get the Avengers, <laughs> you know, to do this type of stuff. Um, but Ant-Man, as a big fan, Ant-Man might have, I think, one of the best themes. Yeah. In all, in all of them. By uh, Christoph Beck, big fan of his work. Twelve, Captain America: The First Avenger. I would not rank this this high. I don't think. Um, I, good movie. I like it. That's my number two. Oh, really? I so like. Far. It's it's. I want to say. In in terms of love interests, I think just because we see her more, Pepper Potts is probably number one. Hmm. But um, Peggy Carter, like Haley Atwell, plays his role so fucking well. Yeah. Um, I just don't. What do people not like about? The, about uh, First Avenger, 
I don't get it. Like, that's that's the Captain America movie that, like, I... First Avenger was exactly the Captain America movie that I was hoping for. I think that the problem with... Um... First Avenger, it kind of, at least partly to me, it kind of, it kind of um, follows the same slight issue that a lot of origin movies do, mm-hmm. where it's like it's almost two movies in one. First half is like the origin, yeah, and then the movie starts. It's like in in the first Spider Man, especially um, the first Spider Man and Batman Begins. Those are movies where you can clearly tell all oh, the plot starts now. Yeah, like in Batman Begins, it's literally where for no reason someone goes, oh, they stole out a water dish. Like, out of nowhere, you know? Which, I, I like First Avenger. I think, I lo- you know, I love Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Oh, yeah. Such a shame. I know he ultimately came back, but it's a shame we never got another proper Red Skull movie, you know? Oh, Hugo Weaving didn't come back. Red Skull did, but No, Hugo no, Weaving. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's a shame that Hugo Weaving was like, fuck this, I'm never doing this again, <laughs> you yeah. know? I will not play Red Skeletor anymore. Oh, man. That, him as the Red Skull, that just, I was so happy. That was exactly the version of the Red Skull that I wanted. Um... I mean, I wish he was a little more evil, but I don't really think that you could do, like, Nazi evil in a, in a comic book movie. It's weird. It's also where they, they clearly say, like, even Hitler thinks he's fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and if Hitler's saying you cray-cray, damn, son. Um, uh, yeah, I just... Captain America, First Avenger is definitely my number two, for sure. This number 11, this is the first one where I'm like, what the fuck, IGN? Number 11, Iron Man 1. Uh, no. That should be a lot higher. I think Iron Man 1 is still... You know, if you want to get... Iron Man 1 is probably my favorite. Because, like, if this... If Iron Man, the first Iron Man, isn't as fucking amazing as it is, we don't have an MCU. I get it. And I'm... I There's so much stuff with fucking Iron Man. Like, when he's... When he's learning the suit for the first time, and he kind of... Just barely makes it off the ground. Yeah, I can fly. <laughs> like, all that shit's amazing. I love it. Uh, Terrence Howard and Rhodey. I, lo- I-, I-, I love Don Cheeto. I think Don Cheeto is probably a better actor. Yeah. But I think, physically, I think Terrence Howard looks more yeah, like... Yeah, he's more Like, you kind of, of buy him more in the suit. Nothing against Don Cheeto. Better actor than Terrence Howard. No questions asked. But, like, it- it's weird when, like... Like Rhodey is like don't don't you look like a smaller guy than than Robert Downey Jr. So I think you know that physicality I think helped Rhodey Rhodes. Um, but I'm like fuck you. I like Jeff Bridges as as Ironmonger. Tony Stark built this to the cave with a box of scraps. Box of scraps. That guy he screams at comes back and far from home. What? <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! He's he's part of Mysterio's team. There's there's this scene where they like go through the MCU and like various like background people like scientists and shit are on Mysterio's team. It's kind of funny. Oh um, man. Number ten, Spider-Man: Homecoming. No. no. I liked I liked um I I liked the point in the Spider-Man. I I think if you put a gun to my head and I wish you wouldn't, but I would probably say that Andrew Garfield might still be my favorite. I understand that his Peter Parker is a bit too cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue, and I, I, I agree with you that that there are things about those movies that are weak. Yes, but I in terms think... of in terms of if we if we remove Garfield from those movies and put him into a better script, 
you're like the perfect Spider-Man there. I know, like, you know, if... I, I understand people who think who say Tom Holland is their favorite. I get it. I love him. I think he's. I, I this is what I say though. I actually prefer Tom Holland in the Avengers movies versus Tom Holland in the Solo Spider movies. Okay, I would agree. I, with I that. think Marcus and McFeely have a better handle on him. Oh, I remember. Remember how you and I had a disagreement about how I said that that he he doesn't appear geeky enough. Yeah, I think he does. Which okay, yeah, I, I agree with you because you brought up some good points. Now I remember the thing that annoyed me. It wasn't the geeky thing. It was I he because he does it twice because they do the callback in Infinity War. I think the movies. Yeah, I love the movie guy. I mean, no, I, I think, love those. I don't think I don't think he would phrase it that way. I hate when he's like, "You guys know that really old movie." Uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's just like just just have him say, "Remember an Empire Strikes." Like, as a nerd, he wouldn't try to like be like, "Hey, do you remember this thing?" He would just be like, "Oh, this is like in an Empire Strikes Back." Where well, I think that's part of the joke, though. I get like, it. That's the it's like Tony. Where'd you find this? Like, how old is this kid? <laughs> I love the callback though, where they defeat Abin Sir, whatever the fuck his name is. And Tony's like, I, I had a different plan, but the kids see, the kids seen more movies. <laughs> just like blows a hole in the shit. Like, I love that, man. I, w- uh, I wish they, I wish they just referenced that once in one of the, like the solo movies. Because that's the big disconnect, I think now. Because he doesn't act like he doesn't act the same. He doesn't like it, it's it's you know, pretty much the same character, but it's it's the small the small things like that. He doesn't reference movies. He fights differently in the Avengers. He fucking punches motherfuckers. Like he he fights in the. They made a clear distinction in far in Homecoming, where he would not throw a single punch in that movie. Hmm. It's like, oh well. Uh, number nine, Spider-Man: Far From Home. No, <laughs> you haven't seen it, so it's like whatever. I think um, I have to go back and watch Homecoming, but I think Homecoming is probably better than Far From Home. Um, number eight, Black Panther. I would maybe not have this stay this high. So I, I like Black Panther. You know, like a lot of people, Killmonger, great villain. I actually, I, I, I love everything about Killmonger, up until where he goes. Okay, now we're gonna kill everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, you become the thing you you fight against, man. Like, I've I've heard some reviews and some people try and justify that, but just for me personally, that made me it, him as one of the villains drop a little bit. Because yeah. like, I would have, I would, I would have preferred it if he was, if he didn't just turn to like a villain, like a like a hundred percent villain at the end. Mm-hmm. I would because like you know, you understand what he's doing. He's he's yeah. somewhat justified in his actions. Exactly, but then I I I lose that when he's like, no, nah, I'm going to kill you all. I'm like, oh come on, you were better than that. You were better than Michael B. Jordan dressed as, as Vegeta. <laughs> Apparently, Michael B. Jordan was like, "Can I have my unit, my armor look like Vegeta?" He's a massive anime fan. It's like, yeah, he is. Okay, and again, like this is, I feel I feel really bad about saying this in in Black Panther, so I apologize. But my favorite character in that movie was Claw, and I'm so bummed they killed him. Yeah, he was so. I mean, I get, you know, it's it's Michael B. Jordan was great as Killmonger, but mm-hmm. like the. But Andy Serkis was like charismatic, which which that's that's not Killmonger's character. There's no criticism against Killmonger. Yeah. But like Claw was just fucking crazy and he was hyper and he was like insane and scary. Like I it's 
I like it's a shame because we never got to see him fight Black Panther. Yeah, he's built up as his big villain, and we don't get it with him. And Which I mean, Claw is. I mean, Claw is where you get that connection to Wakanda because they introduce Claw in Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron who says that he got uh, vibranium from cuttlefish. Mm-hmm. Cuttlefish. Um, oh my god, have you seen that clip of Andy Serkis on um, the Graham Norton show? The, uh, there's a clip that's going around. Uh, did, you, he, did you talk about cuttlefish? No, he was on there with uh, Tom Holland actually, and uh, they were talking. They were talking to him about the uh, about the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, I love those movies, and, man! And he he like he brings out he brings out the rig that he uses to what, do the what, like the suit he wore. No, no, not the suit because uh, obviously you know they do the motion capture. Oh, yeah. in those oh movies. The, the headpiece he had? No, not the headpiece. He has like crutches that he uses. Oh, to walk to get, like uh... to walk like an ape. And he, he does both he does both like a uh, like how he walks when he does Caesar? like a silverback and then he does the, the walk that he does as Caesar and yeah it's oh, like, dude, like that's, that's a... that is what makes Andy Circus I got I got to look this up he's also I'm not sure if you ever heard about this but he's directing Venom too yeah I heard about that interesting interesting My reaction name. but what, what does, does it mean, mean? I gotta, I gotta find this because it's it's. It definitely, like, I know Andy Serkis is, like, a great actor, but that clip, I was just like, wow. Well, we can, you can zoom in up once we're done. Let's not listen to that while we record. That's that's, that's bad podcasting. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, I, I look forward to a Black Panther 2. Hopefully they can, <coughs> excuse me, uh, give them a bigger budget for the CG. I've I've heard stories that apparently a lot a lot was changed at the last minute, so it wasn't a money thing. It was it was a time thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't do that next time because those see those those rhinos and those suits when they're like falling into the train pit, shockingly bad. <laughs> for a, as big a budget movie as this was, it reminded me of like X Men One for how bad the CG was. Yeah, and it's a shame because it it. it it took me out of a. It took me out of the movie at a point where I should not be taken out of the movie, mm-hmm. you know. But the climax, um, yeah, yeah. But I love you know. Chadwick Boseman has been great, you know, because I knew I knew literally nothing about Black Panther. I loved him in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I was like, I will fucking see a movie with this guy now because he's so interesting. Oh yeah, I like I like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther and as an actor quite a bit. I don't think I've seen him in anything else, but I've you know I've, I've really enjoyed him as, as Black Panther. I mean, shit, even in that trailer that I told you about that. Oh, the uh, co- yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, the, the movie. I'm like, like movie. Yeah, hell yeah, is that out yet? I don't think it's out yet. Okay, number seven, Captain America: Civil War. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Civil War. It, it's a movie. How was Civil War? Big fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> I like Civil War, but it's a movie where um, if you if you really stop to think about Zemo's plan for more than five seconds, nothing makes sense in that movie. I forgot about it. It's so coincidental. So much of his plan involves people doing the exact thing he needed at the exact right time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, man. Like, I I also find, and I know you know some people. Obviously, don't agree, and but I am one hundred percent on Tony Stark's side in that movie. I am, uh, yeah, I disagree with you, but because I it, think I think Cap's side is poorly poorly shown yes, in Civil War, 
because it, I, I feel like it's better represented in the book. But my thing is just like it's a slight problem I have of it is it, it's like in 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 context we as viewers know that that yes obviously Captain America is is always going to do the right thing so yes him being in charge of this thing we know is a good thing mm-hmm. but as you said I think they do a very poor job of him articulating that in a way that doesn't just make him sound arrogant because I think in the movie he's just like the safest hands are around it's like, like fucking explain that better than just one line where you say I know I know better than everyone else I yeah. also I also think one other thing I would change about the MCU I'm I fucking I, I'm kind of I find Bucky a boring character Oh, oh you know what? Like, I, I like Sebastian Stan, mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that I think Captain America is an idiot. If I was him, you know, like he's he's Captain fucking America. I think Captain America would have enough respect slash pull to be like, I vouch for him. Let's take him into custody. We'll all sit down and we'll talk about and we'll like He's always breaking his friend out of prison and running away. Yeah, it's like he's mind controlled. Like we can explain. Like if you, if you have to, like put him in the cuffs. Let's go sit down and talk about this like adults. You know, like he's he's been mind controlled. He didn't do anything himself. Like it's you know, he's always just fucking people over to save Bucky. Yeah, you know? I get it. And it, it, it. It's like I never really got the impression that Tony Stark and Steve Rogers were like really good friends. I, I always felt that their relationship was built more on a mutual respect than a flat out friendship. But still at the end when he was like, he's my friend, you know, Tony, like so was I. It's just like, it just felt like it's Steve putting Bucky ahead of everyone else. And it's just like, I know he's your friend and yes, he's done shit that wasn't him. He was mind controlled. Mm-hmm. But still, well, I think it's because like you're kind of being a douche here, Cap. Here's the thing: it's just like Steve has such a deep, and I, I don't think they do a good job of like really like. I don't think they do a good job of of, of making the audience understand it. But I think there's a subtlety there in First Avenger where they they make you understand that that Bucky is the only person that Cap has. And so, you know, you fling Cap into the future where he really doesn't have any, like, connections with anybody. I mean, yeah, he has this friendship, but he always is going to be tied to this this world of days, you know, days gone where you know, he can't return. He, you know, these people, all these people that he knows are, are, are dying uh, or are already dead. Fuck him. You know, it, it, he, in, he blames himself for what happened to Bucky, not you know, doubly, you know, one, the fact that he thought he was dead. And two, the fact that he was put through hell, you know, being mind-controlled and everything else. Ah, fuck it. And so I think he has this, like, personal responsibility for um, for Bucky that, that, that kind of overrides his better judgment. I think that, that would have worked better if, that, if all that plot stuff was in Winter Soldier. But I think by the time he gets to Civil War, he's formed new relationships, new friendships. I mean, yes, you know, he, even though he's close to Sam, you could I could, I would completely buy it for a guess, but he's closer to Bucky. I, I get that. But I just feel like he's fucking over a lot of people. Yeah. So, so I like, think why, the thing like, is... Why the fuck would you bring Ant-Man... Why would you drag Ant-Man to Germany to fight a bunch of people he's never met before? 
Like the unless it's the the airport fight scene, best scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. But you can remove that scene, and the plot is not changed at all. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, but here's the thing. So the more that I'm thinking about it now, Tony, yes, the 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 something needs to happen, and it's not necessarily you know the the Tony's. Tony's path isn't necessarily like the best way because Cap makes a good point. But the thing about Civil War is that Tony Tony wins. I mean, that's just like how as you should do. He's fucking Iron Man. But I think to get to that way, the movie did the best that it could with with that material because the thing about the the Civil War book is that like Cap Cap really <laughs> like goes off the hinges with um uh in the civil war book and he finally realizes like what all this like internal fighting and granted like you can't do the same scale of civil war in the movie well, it's, like, it's, like, it's the like the entire mc like the entire marvel comic characters fighting in the movie five on each side like, yeah it's, it's a lot what's the reason it's obviously the the inciting incident is like six people are killed in an office building as opposed to like 300 children yeah <laughs> blown up which they were never gonna do that in a movie no. hey disney can we blow up 300 kids in a movie please are you fucking high <laughs> <laughs> i thought like I, I i like civil war but just it's a movie where it's um you know how a lot of people are like if the movie's dumb like turn off your brain and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I can if a movie's good when I'm watching it. I can my brain. I will. I will get. I will get sucked into the movie. Yeah. So when I'm watching it, things like Zemo's plan making no fucking sense. Like I'll go along with it. In like a Transformers movie, when everything's just fucking terrible, that's when I'm like, what? Why is hot what French? Wait a minute. Why? Why is Bumblebee on Earth during World War Two? That doesn't fucking make any sense. <laughs> like like. You are you guys seriously implying <laughs> that Bumblebee is responsible for killing Hitler? Like, what the fuck, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, but it's just it's a movie where, like, if you if you, which can be said for a lot of movies of this ilk, if you really think about the plot for too long, it falls apart. Mm. Number six, The Avengers. Okay, I mean, I think I think I think I think it's weaker than it's Avengers is a good movie. But I do think it's weaker than Age of Ultron. I, I like I like things that Age of Ultron does better. Plus, plus, Avengers suffers from uh, origin story because you have to form the team, and then I mean, granted, like there's not much that happens like that. The the team forms at the climax, and you have the big like fight in New York, which is awesome. I'm not. I think I prefer the fight in New York to the Ultron fight. Yeah, because it was like with Ultron, you have like a character, but it it felt. This is a problem, I guess, with all the Avengers movies. They just divulge into a big fight scene where they fight like faceless monsters. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like uh, that's why because in Avengers one, in Avengers one, it was fresh. So that's why that one stands out to me a bit more okay. than the others. Um, I mean, Avengers 1 does spend 20 minutes to watch Iron Man fix a plane. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you, so, um, Avengers came out around the same time as, was it Transformers 3? 2012, so probably yes. Okay. 
So my friend, uh, oh yeah, because the the Chitauri ships are very similar to the um, the Septicon Armada okay. in that movie when, when they destroyed Chicago. Very similar, yeah. So my friend at the time, uh, he was just having like a really shitty year of of geeky things. I think I think you told me. I think I've, I think I've told you this before, but okay. So it was the same year that uh, the Human Torch died. Yes, yes. In the Man vs. Human Torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we sit down and we watch um, uh, uh, Transformers Three, and he's like, he's like, I really like Ironhide, and then Ironhide <laughs> dies. <laughs> and then and then we we go to see Avengers, and he's like, you know, obviously, like we all kind of had like our own like Avenger that we really liked. And uh, his Hawkeye, his Hawkeye, <laughs> man, I'm home. George died. I had died. His Hawkeye's a fucking man. <laughs> it's a fucking felon. I'm a fucking proper. You fucking smackhead. <laughs> but Avengers, like it's again, it it feels so fucking quaint. <laughs> the first movie, you know. Yeah. Could you imagine watching these out of order and watching like Infinity War first? And then go on, or watch the next Civil War first, and then going back to watch the first Avengers. Mm -hmm. It feels so quaint, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, I like it though. I think Avengers has a lot of good, lot of good character moments. I think you know, obviously bringing in uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. As, do you ever wonder what would have happened if Norton would have stayed on? Uh, I don't think it would be as good. I think I think um, Ruffalo is a better actor. I think Ruffalo also. Gets across the everyman aspect of of Banner better than ever Norton does. Yeah, because you know I, I'm not saying Ruffalo is an ugly man at all, but I'm saying like because Edward Norton just looks like a fucking movie star, so it's hard for him to play the everyman. Yeah, also, he was in good shape. He was in good shape. Like again, Mark Ruffalo wasn't exactly out of shape in Avengers, but like in the scene where he's like transforming, he's got a bit of a gut. He looks like an average guy. Yeah, which works better for Banner mm-hmm. than again being this. Muscle bound, chiseled movie god, you know. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think Avengers One though was still probably two of the best moments in the MCU of all time, which is Hulk smashing Loki around, mm-hmm. and of course when he punches Thor off screen. Yeah, okay. Like that punch with Thor, it comes out. I remember laughing so fucking hard because you don't expect it. It comes out no, it's for no reason, just. Um. <laughs> 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 Number five, Infinity War. Infinity War would probably be in my top five. So yeah. I have I have a lot of fun with Infinity War. I think Infinity War would be my number third, number three favorite movie. I'm not sure exactly where about in Endgame, but um, I I love it. Endgame's great. It's um, if you want to have a more detailed uh thing of what I think about Endgame and, and the next movie, you know, you can check out the like two and a half hour plus. Reviews we did with Johnny. Yeah, um, and then you and I have already talked at Nauseam. Yeah, yeah. But I would say, again, my favorite thing about Endgame, it's, it's, I brought over two friends to see it. Well, when it, they were staying over, and, but I, I already had tickets to go see Infinity War, so I, t- I took it with me. And between them, they had seen maybe four or five movies, like he had seen two, she had seen two, whatever. Um, and so after the movie ends, I said, did you enjoy it? And they both went, Yeah. Did you understand it? Fuck no! Like, because it doesn't. Which, which you know, a good thing. It aside from a little bit re-explaining what the Infinity Stones are, doesn't really set up. Oh, you're Spider-Man. Oh, you're you're Iron Man. It's just it, which after eighteen movies, I respect that. I think if they would have wasted time reintroducing everyone, it'd be like, 
Fuck, I ain't got, I ain't got time for this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Endgame. No. Higher. Really? Yeah. I, I, oh, okay, wait. No, Endgame is my four. For me, I, I don't think Endgame would make my top five. I that the I think because of how much I enjoy Captain America and the MCU, mm-hmm. I think that's what saves Endgame for me. I will be honest. I want to say Endgame is the only MCU movie that's made me cry, made me cry multiple times at different points on different rewatches. Oh yeah. So on on an emotional level, it of it it's it's. On a, on a pure emotion level, it might be the best movie in the MCU because it affects me in a way no others do. But it only affects me because of all the all the previous movies. Yeah. Um, it's it's got really good bits. It's got a lot of things I don't like. Um, again, for more, go listen to the, again. I don't. I have real issue with the time travel and the Soul Stone scene. Um, yeah. I get with the Soul Stone. I understand that you it kind of needs to happen that way. Otherwise, the plot can't move forward. But I still don't. Don't care for it too much. Um, and you can't spend two minutes shitting on Back to the Future and then end with fucking Back to the Future logic. Yeah. You can't do that. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the uh, spoiler alert, the funeral scene um, gets me. Um, what do you want, honey? I want cheeseburgers. Your dad like cheeseburgers. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you could ever want. That fucking hit me hard, man. Um, you know, when, when Peter Parker's apologizing to Tony Stark as he's dying, it's just like, ah, oh, dude, no, nah, man. Fuck, you know what? Maybe it is higher on my list. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> number three, Thor Ragnarok. I'm at places a bit higher, to be honest with you. I, I know, Thor, you really like Thor Ragnarok. Thor, I think Thor Ragnarok is fucking amazing. It is... This this might be the either... This might be the... I mean, I, I know they've announced Thor 4, but this might be... Thor 4. This might be literally the only example of, in a trilogy, the third one is the best by a fucking Oh, mile, yeah. You know? Surely. It was like... they. This was the movie where they, they clearly cracked Thor. As a character, because like, like it's like I enjoyed him in the previous movie. Like, I, I I never disliked Thor, but like he, Ragnarok made him my favorite Avenger. Yeah, because everything about him in this movie is fucking like it's like they 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 keep the arrogance somewhat of him, but they they also kind of ground him a little bit. You know, they it's just they make him they allow him to be funny, but he still has, has pathos. It's just. Everything about Ragnarok I love, and I love. I'm so happy that Taito Watiki is coming back to do the fourth one because mm-hmm. I cannot fucking wait for that. Um, this it's also has some of my favorite moments with just between him and Loki when he's like, you know, like I fought the water of you, brother, but you're a dickhead. And so you know, <laughs> um, great, great fucking moments. Probably the best um, Hulk stuff in the MCU yeah. is in Ragnarok. Um, Valkyrie, fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I love the fact there's no forced loving. There's no forced love story in this one. Those, are, I think, those are the best movies when they don't force a pointless love story. Um, like Avengers didn't have one. Um, uh, Age of Ultron. I did that. Oh, you know what? It was something we talked about Age of Ultron. I, I love the stuff with the. I love the stuff with Paul Feist's family. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, makes for a great fucking opening to Endgame. Whoa. That was originally in Infinity War, and I'm so glad they they. Yeah, that's that's a great way to start the movie. Um, for sure. But yeah, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. It's just like uh, damn. It's it's so fucking good. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. I would place it a bit lower. I I, I actually think Ragnarok is the best space movie in the MCU. Yeah. Um. because uh, Ragnarok, uh, I think Ragnarok actually has good villains. Jeff Goldblum as as the the Grandmaster is mm-hmm. fantastic. I like um, I love Kate Blanchett as Hela. Mm-hmm. I think it's more in the fact that yes, like on paper her role isn't exactly the best written, but she plays it so well. Nothing against the guy who plays Roland the Destroyer, but yeah. he's boring. Like wait, who? Roland the Destroyer in in Guardians. He's he's the villain in Guardians. Uh, no, Ronan the Accuser. Oh, I thought it was the Destroyer. No, it's... Oh, yeah, it's Ronan. Ronan the one whatever. Like, nothing against his actor. Because, again, like, he's he's given nothing to do in the script. But, like, Kate, Kate Blanchett takes that role and just hams it the fuck up, and I love it. Yeah. Um, we give it know the introduction. Oh, and you... Uh, what about, um, what's-his-face as, uh, Kyle, uh, as, uh, the Executioner? Um... Who's the executioner? The guy, the guy who uh, he was Bones in uh, the Star Trek movies. Oh, oh, you talking about Ragnarok? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Kyle Urban. Kyle Urban, yeah. Yeah, what's the fuck? I like, yeah, I got from a place on Earth called Texas. Des <laughs> and Troy. Because when I put them together, they destroy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's great. It's it's. You could tell Taito Waititi didn't care too much about like the full canon because the fucking the Warriors three. Wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Four, four, Zachary Levi plays that guy again. He's about four seconds of screen time. He doesn't have a single line. He just screams. But he's like, I'm glad they killed me because it allowed me to be Shazam. <laughs> so, like, it worked out for him. But And then Clancy Brown is sort of... Clancy fucking Brown. I know. See, this just tells you... <laughs> it's like, we had technically moved on to Guardians, but we came back to Ragnarok because Ragnarok is so fucking good. Yep. Fucking the movies in the chair. They start playing the fucking Oompa Loompa, like the 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 Witty Wonka song. You know, it's just he's screaming and cuts this him being stationary. <laughs> <laughs> you will not touch my hair, please, please, sir. Please don't cut my hair. Man, I, I want to watch. I want to watch Ragnarok again. Man, that movie's so fucking good. Guardians, a lot of fun. You know, that's that's a movie where. I don't think anyone expected anything from that movie. Yeah, I promise you that even hard, even again, I say this. This I'm what I'm about to say. I am just regurgitating from other people who have said this in podcasts. But apparently, even like hardcore comic fans were like, "Really, the Guardians? You're doing them now?" There's so many other characters that are more relevant. You know. Speaking of which, uh, before it got announced, uh, I was saying last week, I was like, I was like, "Come on, man, where's the damn Moon Knight movie?" Come on. Disney Plus, She-Hulk, right. Miss Marvel. Yep. 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 Ah! I apologize for that. Um, Five last number one. Guys, it's actually. No. Oh. I was number two. Oh, I'm saying. Is that all you want to say about it? 
about Guardians? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I would say, I, you know, Rocket, is, this, this, this is more from 2 and parts of Endgame. But Rocket is the strongest. Is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. His his arc in, in Guardians 2, I have not related to a character more. Like, I can think of a few characters who I genuinely relate to more than Rocket in Guardians 2 is. His arc is try not to be a dick every single day. <laughs> Which, um, by the keeper, it's, it's plays it most so, so well. Um, I love Drax in the first one. I could do without him, you know, calling Gamora a whore every six seconds. Um, I think that's having James Gunn kind of... Drax has an issue with insulting women that, you know, it's... Uh, kind of comes back a bit in in, in uh, Guardians 2. But, um, you know, I loved the first one. Really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to 3, you know. if I, That's the thing, though, because Thor 4... It's coming out before Guardians Three. I wonder if they'll, if Thor will leave the Guardians in Thor Four to do his own thing, and in Guardians Three, it's just the Guardians with no Thor. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of wondering too. I also think it. I wish I. I know a lot of people will not agree, and this might sound contradictory to what I was saying about the character earlier, but I kind of wish Gamora was still dead. Because just because it to me it completely and it completely negates her like the sacrifice in Infinity War. I mean, yes, technically speaking, the currently the Gamora that's that's in in present day is the one from two thousand fourteen who doesn't know these characters yet. But to me, I'm so that's still a cheat because that's still a Gamora. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's. And I I know they were doing it because no one wants a you know a completely sausage fest Guardians group. I get that, but it's just you know like these things have to mean things, man. It is it is weird how everyone who died in like the real deaths, like Vision, he's got it's got a Disney Plus show. Black Widow, got a movie coming out, you know, like Gamora, probably going to be in, in Guardians three. Um, Tony, you know, Tony Stark, he's all over. Far from home, and it's just like I know they've said that you know they wanted to try and have death mean something, but it kind of still doesn't mean anything in the MCU because yeah. all these characters keep coming back. And of course, the final one, where on a personal note, this is this is my number two movie, but the first one, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I completely agree with that. Is like I I I don't want to I don't want to disparage. The MCU or like comic book movies as a whole, mm-hmm. but Cap the the Winter Soldier is one of those few movies like The Dark Knight, and even though comic book movies are not a genre, it it transcends the the quote unquote genre of comic book movies where it's just a fucking good movie. Yeah, like this, like you you could you could have removed the Captain America name. This could have been like John Smith, you know, like. Frozen spy from the past, whatever. And this is just a fucking good movie. Yeah. Um. So I completely understand this being number one. So fucking good. It's also this is one of the first movies where they weren't afraid to go to go weird. The fucking Zola computer. Oh I, my god, dude, Arnim Zola. Dude, that's with us those seventies like that. Oh, that was like you guys are that. That was when I was like, you guys are good. The MCU got me, man. Like, that's 
Because unless a movie would be too afraid of when you're talking about realism. I think if this movie was made in phase one, they would not have done that. Right? I think <laughs> I think because of like my friend used to have this thing that he would say when he because like I had a friend who was like really big into Captain America and he collected like all the old issues and stuff and we were we were talking about old Captain America comics one time and my buddy just like he just hated the idea of Artem Zola and he was just like he was just like it's just I don't like his design it's just like my name's Artem Zola and I've got a TV in my belly <laughs> Well, in the books, is he an actual robot with like a TV? Yeah, it's like oh, literally like like it. it the... so it's like Crank, but he's got a TV. Yes, <laughs> it, but I mean, like he doesn't have like like his head is his body because like he like it's the face is like where his his stomach should be. Like Crank, oh, I got you. Me, I got uh... you. But with the soldier, fucking amazing movie. Yes. Um, it went like I like I liked Captain America: First Avenger. Oh, cool. That's what arms are. It's like, I liked First Avenger. I liked him in Avengers. Winter Soldier was the first time that I was like, I actually care about Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um, such a good movie. Great, great character work as well for um, Black Widow. Yeah. Because that, you know, because she's kind of like, she's in Iron Man 2, but most of the time she just said look good. Mm-hmm. You know, but... You get a good sense of who she is as a character um, in Winter Soldier. You know, just make out of Captain America. Lucky, <laughs> lucky girl, I'm jealous of her. Um, and also we get to see Steve Rogers steal a car, which is a nice throwback to the 70s movies, where his, his real superpower was pretend to be sick and then stealing someone's car. <laughs> like, a real, like all real heroes. Um, <laughs> so there we go. We just judged IDW's ranking of the MCU. Um... It's, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, part of me, I, I kind of don't want to sit down and rank it, but I don't think, I think, I think this is, I think this should be our final MCU discussion, because, even I'm getting sick of it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't think I can rank him, because there's, there's like, a good chunk of them, like, six or seven of them, where I'm like, I don't remember anything, well, no, it's just like, they're all the same to me, so it's just like, it's like, I know what, my, like, my top five would be. I know kind of what the bottom five would be. Like, everything else is just like, they're all just the same, you know? So I just put them like, I'm a bit now, I'm going to fuck. But yeah, uh, but upcoming, I think some of the Disney Plus shows, all the Disney Plus shows they announced at D- D23, interest, Thor 4 side, interest me way more than anything they announced at Comic Con. Oh, for sure. Except for Blade. But Blade has no like release date. We know nothing about it. Just that they're making a Blade movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Just based on that title and content. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I wonder if WandaVision, I wonder if even, if even WandaVision or Doctor Strange 2 if if Wanda will remember she has a brother who died at some point. <laughs> He's never been mentioned again. Not even in Civil War, they don't even mention him. Yep. Like, he fucking died a hero, man, saving Hawkeye and a kid. Like, I mean, he was a little shit and no one liked him, but damn it, son. Like, he was, he died a hero, motherfucker. Like, you remember Hawkeye was going to kill him, like, like a minute earlier? I love that. He's like, no one miss him. Ah, speed little bastard. 
Ah, the robot's got us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can do it now. I can end it now. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Poor little bastard. <laughs> we're we're going to see that's floating in the air. We're fighting giant robots. And I got to bow it out. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I almost like Jeremy Renner in that moment. <laughs> almost. Almost. I hate everything he does in Endgame. That shitty haircut, those terrible tattoos. <laughs> it's like, don't do this to me. Don't give me hope. <laughs> don't give me hope the whole time I actually die. <laughs> don't do this to me, Disney. Yeah, I think he should have died. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that he wouldn't have the Hawkeye show, but then let's, let's Hawkeye we have to sit through. Yeah, so you, apparently they released the Black Widow poster. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hold on. Do you think she stays dead? Or do you think at some point in the movie they, they do something to bring her back? No, it's it's a. It's a I know it's a prequel, but do you think there'll be something about it that'll be like there'll be a scene either at the start or the end that's set in present time? I hope not. I lost it. This is the part of the just You can't hear anything. Just someone just posted this on Facebook. It's a tweet from at c h o o o c h, and just says with "Hi, Grandma." Can you pick me up from my rap battle? It's over. No, I lost. He saw you drop me off and did a pretty devastating rhyme about it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yep. And look at that. Toe boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put gold in her costume. It's like, stop changing her costume. She's never worn that in the movies once. What are you doing? Well, that's the, that's like the classic Black Widow. But it's not a movie. It's also a prequel. You know, it's a thing. It's a prequel that takes place after Civil War. It is. Yeah, it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Oh, I thought it was like a callback to. Uh... I don't think so. I think they've confirmed it takes place after Civil War. Oh fuck! It's Taskmaster. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I'm so excited for I Taskmaster. Wonder if Hawkeye will have a cameo in that. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're back again. Um, please enjoy this extra long episode of Talking About the S-Man. once again, for the 12th time most likely, go through the fucking MCU. Um, spider, I hope you're not getting annoyed at this at this point. Love you, Spider. Love you. You're the only fan we have. Um, but yes, so uh, I think we should be back next week, TJ. No? That's why I wanted to do it because I'm going to be gone all next weekend. Where are you going next weekend? Cleveland. What are friends with Cleveland for? We have friends at Cleveland. We don't. You don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. You're my friend. <laughs> well, 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 All I'm saying is you never went to Cleveland before you got of Aaron. So these are clearly her friends. You're going to visit. No, they moved to Cleveland while we were dating. Let's kill them. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Just go and stab Cleveland until it dies. Stab <laughs> <laughs> Crazy son of a gun, did it? Didn't it was possible. <laughs> Stab the ground and the hole <laughs> <laughs> explodes. Um, I can give you scuba squad. <laughs>